0: Welcome to Homeschool Insights, the show that brings you biblical homeschool encouragement in under 10 minutes. I'm your host, Yvette Hampton. Homeschool Insights is sponsored by CTC Math. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com and try it for free. Now on to the show. When I think of the relevant church, I think of the church that's trying to entice the world. Mm. And look like the world. They want to be relevant. They want to look like the world. And, and I think where it can get kind of tricky is that oftentimes they want to look like the world to bring the world in, but then they just keep looking like the world. Yep. So what do you talk about the relevant church today? Yeah. Yeah, I,
1: I think the relevant church is the church that does not trust in the power of the Holy Spirit to mm-hmm. convert people. Like I, yeah. I think, you know, we've got to be relevant when we don't trust the Holy Spirit. And, and yeah. why do I say that? Because if the Holy Spirit is doing the work of drawing us, if the Holy Spirit is convicting of sin, then yeah. I don't need to be up on the latest trends so as to replicate that so that people will like me, so that right. they will come. Um, but if I'm trying to fill a building, If I'm, if I'm trying to get my stats up, you know what I mean? If I'm, if I'm trying to look good to the world, then I've got to be relevant because I now have subjected myself to that metric. Like that's, that's Mm -hmm. the measure of success. Um, I think what we need to do is ask the Holy Spirit to continue doing the work that Jesus said that he would do, right? That he mm-hmm. would come and lead and guide us in all things, that he would lead us in truth and righteousness, that he would convict of sin. We've got churches today, Yvette, that are filled with people who um, really don't know Jesus. Like they, right. they know a good party, they know a good club, yeah. um, and they know a good gathering but they don't know the one who alone can save their souls. And that is tragic to me. And so yes. I think the the metric has got to change. Like when we start asking people, or maybe when we observe churches and, and we try to determine if a church is successful, we've got to forget about the numbers. We've got to ask, do we have genuine converts? Do we have people who really know Jesus? Or are we deceiving them and making them comfortable onto destruction?
0: Yeah, okay. So let's talk about that. When it comes to our kids, how do we, as parents, you know, we're talking to mostly homeschool parents today, and and I think it's easy for us as, as homeschool parents to say, well, we're, we're doing all the, you know, we're using our Christian curriculum and we read the Bible together every day. And those are all things we should be doing, of course. But how do we really disciple our kids' hearts towards truth and not just throw curriculum at them, throw some Bible verses at them, and then we just, you know... We call it good. Okay, our kids, they've got Jesus and we're fine. How, okay, I don't want to use the wrong word here because we can never ensure our children's salvation. Like, you know, homeschooling is not the gospel. Homeschooling them is not going to save them. Mm -hmm. We all know that um, it's a great way to point them to Jesus. But I guess my question is, how do we really, really guide our kids' hearts towards truth and helping them to discern The difference between a church that has false converts, or you know, people who are just there because—I mean, you and I both live in the South, Mm Minky. We know everybody who lives in the South is a Christian because you know they say y'all. I mean, if you say y'all, then you're a Christian. (laughs) If you drink sweet tea, you are a Christian, right? That's just kind of how it is, and it's very different than what life was like in California. It's very—it's just a very different culture, Um, one that's kind of rocked our family. So how do we help our kids walk through this and help them to just really be able to discern, like, here's what a good church looks like. Mm. Here's what the church, the the church of God, the church of Christ in its truest form looks mm-hmm. like compared to what so many of these other churches look like today.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'm about to give a really, really long answer. Go ahead, um, sister. And here, here it is. <laughs> we live it, mm-hmm. right? So this seems like, overly simplistic. Okay. So if, if I, if I want my children to, to observe the true faith, then I am going to learn it and I am going to live it. That means Mm -hmm. that I am going to trust the scriptures that are God breathed. And I'm not going to take them as a collection of self help tools that if I apply them, I'll live a better life. I'm going to say, this is the word of God. And where the Bible is instructive, I am going to take that as a command. When the Bible right. tells me to do something, I am not going to take that as a suggestion. I'm going to take that as a command. And I'm going to do those things as difficult as they are. Why do I say that? I say that because, from again, Old Testament to New Testament, mm-hmm. we see that living differently, living mm-hmm. counterculturally provokes the question, why? So mm-hmm. from Deuteronomy 6, right, to 1 Peter, chapters 1, 2, right up to 315, we love the apologetics chapter, uh, apologetics verse, right? But what we don't recognize is that there is countercultural living involved in that. Mm-hmm. that you have a group of people who are doing something different. So in Deuteronomy 6, you've got the the, the father doing something different, um, obeying all of the commands of God, right? And fully expecting that in a a time to come that the son is going to ask, why? Why are you doing things this way? Why don't we do this? Why do we keep all of these commandments? Why, why, why? And then what does Mm -hmm. the Lord say? That in that day, you are to say, because you are slaves in Egypt. So what is this foreshadowing? Well, in the New Testament context, when we are doing the things that the Lord has commanded us to do, right? We we sort of appease ourselves in in our disobedience by thinking that they're just suggestions. But there, we have the commands of scripture, things that the Lord tells us to do, and they are weighted yeah. by the authority of the one who's told us to do it, that, that he right. is in fact God, right? And so what does God want from us? That we live these things out, that this is a part of our life through and through. And then our kid says, well, well why don't we use people's personal pronouns? Why don't mm-hmm. we do that? Why don't we practice pronoun hospitality? Why don't we do that? And so then we have an opportunity to say, well, you know what? Because once I was a slave to sin, Mm -hmm. Once I was on my way to destruction and then the Lord Jesus called me aside from that path of destruction. And now I have eternal life because I've confessed him as Lord. Now, what goes along with that is a certain set of expectations that I am mm-hmm. no longer going to live according to that pattern of sin, but I'm going to adopt a new way of living. I have a new nature now because of the Holy Spirit who indwells me. So I'm not going to yeah. be conformed to the patterns of this world. I'm going to be transformed by the renewing of my mind, right? So that I can discern right. what's good and what's the perfect will of God. And this seems really, really simple when we say, let's just live it out. But if you survey most parents' They don't know how and, and why is it? Right. And, and again, I want to be gracious and I want to be charitable. Why don't we know how to live it out? Because what has been exalted in our churches um, for a very long time now is that we need to be relevant. So we right. don't want to be peculiar. We don't want to live in a way that's going to like ruffle people's feathers. We don't want people thinking that we're different. You know, mm-hmm. far be it from me that people would say that Miki is different. She seems kind of set apart. Well, that's our yeah. aim. Actually, we, we do want that. We want people to say, not that we manufacture it, right? Like we're not sure. trying to just like perform for people, but we right. actually want to live so differently that people yeah. say, why? Why are you right. doing that? And so then we get to 1 Peter 3.15 then we are ready to give a reason for the hope that mm-hmm. lies within us. You know, when we live this way, Yvette, we are in good company with the early church. They were so yeah. peculiar and and they were um, set apart as a fact. And so I don't want to put so on that as if there could be degrees of being set apart. You're either set apart right. or you're not, right? Because the set apart ones are the ones in whom the spirit of God dwells. And that's a fact, right. like either he indwells yeah. us or he doesn't. And so they were right. set apart Um, And the outflow of that was that they looked so different that they provoked the question, why?
0: Thanks for joining us for Homeschool Insights. For more great homeschool inspiration and resources, listen to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And be sure to watch the film Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution.